Hi, I'm Dr. Wamboi, and welcome to the Drag Chat. I think that the human body is intricately created, making us one of the most amazing living things on earth. In this podcast, we explore how the body works and then apply the drugs. My hope is that with this knowledge, we become better healthcare providers, whatever field of medicine you may be in, better caregivers to our patients or to ourselves. We do take medicines from time to time, don't we? All right, let's break it down. All right, here we are. We are going to begin with the immune system modulators. Uh, And these are substances that will stimulate or suppress the immune system. So basically, the immune modulators are there to boost your immune system. So whatever your immune system is doing, this just gives it another oomph for it to even do better. Uh, Let's start with the cytokines. And I know what you're wondering, what in the world are cytokines? So cytokines are proteins and they are made by your immune cells and they work or they aid cell-to-cell communication when there's an immune response. So for example, your knee has an inflammation and we need to be able to have an immune response to go and take care of that uh, inflammation or infection that's going on. The cytokines are the ones that communicate between the cells. They're the ones that go and say, hey, we have a problem, let's move, let's move, let's move, okay? Um, And the word cytokine comes from Greek words cyto, meaning cell, and kinos, meaning movement. So they they, they make the movement of cells, all right? So there are two main cytokines we're going to be looking at today, and these are interleukins and interferons. We'll start with interleukin. And interleukin, sometimes you'll see it referred to as IL-2. In fact, when you ask for the drug, you say, hey, do you have some IL-2? And the brand name there is aldeleukin. Uh, there are also others, right? So it works the same way. This IL-2 that is uh, manufactured works the same way as the natural IL-2 in your body. The, uh, they bind to an IL-2 receptor and enact an action of telling your body, we need to increase the growth and activity of the T-cells. Remember the T-cells are in your acquired immune immunity and also remember that they are very specific. They're specific to a particular antigen. So when the IL-2 are telling the body to make more T-cells, it's not willy-nilly every kind of T-cell. It's specific. Hey, the antigen that is around is B. And so the T-cells that have to do with B, they need to grow and they need to increase their activity so that we can kill this antigen. Remember, antigen is a fancy word for saying a pathogen or a foreigner in your body. So that's why you'll see sometimes the IL-2 are referred to as T-cell growth promoters because that's exactly what they do. They promote the growth of T-cells. So in addition, they also have activity on B cells. And remember, B cells are another um, lymphocyte that is in your acquired um, immunity and very specific. So IL-2 boosts the immunity yet again by inducing the production of antibodies that are made by B cells. Now, the acti- so the, all this activation that's going on uh, uh, of the immune cells will lead to the death of cancer cells, all right? So these are interleukins, 
they are they help with the cell cell communication and basically boost the immune response that your body was already having so we're just boosting it okay so the side effects associated, you'll see the side effects, the onset being within two hours uh, of the first dose being given. And you'll see hypotension, tachycardia, and for that you'll see vasopressors or alpha, an alpha agonist given. Uh, you'll see nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and this can be seen with, seen with subsequent doses too. Because remember side effects, the more you take the drug, the less the side effects because your, your body learns how to deal with it. So now then throughout therapy, a big one with interleukin with IL-2 is that it is possible to see capillary leak syndrome. Basically what this is, is that there's leakage of fluid into your tissues because of the accumulated fluid and this can lead to damage of your heart your lungs and your kidneys or your gi tract you know gastrointestinal tract so it's good to keep uh, an eye on the patient's weight or are they having symptoms that are showing that there's some accumulation or leakage of fluid right that's a pretty big one um, il2 also will decrease your white blood cells so of course increases your infection risk um, so watch out for infection signs like patient complaining of fever, chills, um, coughing, etc. There's also skin erythema, 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 sorry, skin erythema and itching. Um, and for this, you can have your patient use emollient creams to decrease this. So most, toxicity, most toxicities will resolve after the completion of the last dose. It may take about 72 hours for them to resolve, but they will resolve after the last dose. You will see IL-2 used in melanoma or renal cell carcinoma that has spread or basically has metastasized. metastasized. So that is IL-2. It's boosting your immunity and use and helping the IL-2 that already happens in your body gets to the receptor and boom, there we go. T-cell proliferation, B-cells proliferation, and we attack those cancer cells and kill, kill, kill. All right, so then we move on to interference. Now, interference are produced by your innate immune system as opposed to your acquired Um you will see interferon beta 1b. There are very many types, right? So you'll see drugs that they're all interferon, but then there's interferon beta 1b or beta 1a, interferon alpha 2a and 2b. And sometimes you'll see pegylated interferon. And the pegylated interferon basically is that they have added a polyethylene glycol to the biological compound so that it can be protected from destruction. And when you protect it from destruction, then it prolongs the action. And if you prolong the action, you decrease the dosing frequency. So as opposed to giving it um, three times a day or daily, then now you can increase to every week, right? Now, interferon alpha 2A, 2A works similarly to others, you know, by binding to the receptor. Remember, the way we are making things happen here is that we have to bind to a receptor. So we bind to a receptor, and then uh, 
it then produces antiviral, antiproliferative, and immunomodulatory effects. That's what it's doing. So it's a drug that, again, like IL-2, helps the immune system to fight um, like viral infections like hep C and also fight cancers. You will see this used in melanoma, Kaposi sarcoma that's associated with AIDS, HIV, uh, hairy cell leukemia or follicular non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. All right. Now, the most common side effects with this interference are fatigue, muscle aches, headaches, depression, anxiety, uh, bone marrow suppression. See, if I'm talking bone marrow suppression, then that means our, the cells that are made in the bone marrow are also suppressed, right? Uh, you will see some flu-like symptoms like the fevers, the chills, generalized aches and pains, and sometimes this can last up to 24 hours, okay? Um, then um, the thing to do here is that you need to, uh, you also, there's an important thing to do here that you need to advise your patients not to change brands, uh, you know, like this time they come and take uh, the interferon alpha-2A made by drug X, and then the next time they make they take the one that's made by drug Y. The reason for this is because different brands will have different amounts of medication in them. So one drug could have, or one brand could have, let's say, 18 million international units per 3 ml, while another will have 10 million units per ml. So it is good to make sure you advise the patients that especially because they may have this field or this done or this given in different places that they need to stick to the same brand. So they are both metabolized renally and both, and when I say both, I mean the interferons and the interleukins, okay? And both excreted via the urine. However, keep in mind that different types of interference uh, may have different pharmacokinetics. For example, the interferon 2B is metabolized renally, while beta-1A is hepatically. So um, obviously pay attention and uh, to uh, how each one is. Don't assume that all interferons are going to be um, renally, okay, or hepatically for that, for that matter. So interferons and interleukins are cytokines and they help with uh, the boosting of the immune system and they do that by connecting to the um the receptors and then they will do they'll have some proliferation the interference and the innate immune system while the interleukins are in the t cells so therefore it is in the acquired immune system okay so let's do one more class and these are the cytotoxic lymphocyte associated antigen for sheesh and for short you know how we like short things ctla-4 so cytotoxic t lymphocyte so the t cell is a is uh, associated here and then associated antigen 4 there's only one drug in this class it's called epilimumab and its brand name is yarvoy and as always, I'm sure you're asking, what in the world is CTLA4? Well, CTLA4 is a protein that you will find on activated T cells. So let me put an aside here and go and talk about T cells for a minute. Okay. Now, T cells 
are manufactured by your thymus. And T cells, because remember they are acquired, they're in your acquired immunity, and remember they're specific. Once they are manufactured, they are manufactured and are programmed to a specific antigen or foreigner. So if an antigen comes along that it was not supposed to, that this particular T cell does not act on, it will not act on it. It's specific, right? Now, there are two major types of T cells. There is a helper T cell, and you'll see it referred to as CD4. And then there's a cytotoxic T cell that is referred to as CD8. And as the names tell us, the helper T cells helps other cells in the immune system. While the cytotoxic one, that's right, it's a killer, it kills, all right? So when the helper T cell is presented with an antigen, the receptors on the T cell hook up with the antigen and that activates that T cell. So when I talk about activated T cell, what I mean is that that helper T cell has been presented with the antigen and they have hooked up and now that T cell is activated. All right. Back to ipilimumab. So naturally, the CTLA-4 is only found on activated T-cells. That's why it was important to go through what in the world activated T-cells were, right? So CTLA-4, you'll find them on activated T-cells. Now, the work of CTLA-4, naturally, the way your body works, is that CTLA-4 downregulates the T-cell activation pathways. It's that thing that tells the T cells, all right, enough fighting, let's put you off, okay? So, because remember, downregulation is the reduction or the suppression of a response or stimulus, right? So, the work of CTLA-4 naturally is to downregulate or to decrease the response um, of a stimulus. So, it downregulates down the T cell activation pathway. So what ipilimumab does is that it blocks CTLA-4. Remember, it's a protein. So it blocks this protein. And if we block this protein, there is no downregulation. If there is no downregulation, the T cells are going to keep working. They are going to keep uh, proliferating. They are not having a break. Now, Yavo is a is also a monoclonal, and it, so so okay, that's how it works, right? So by doing that, it's boosting the immune system. That's why then you'll put them in, you'll put it in the class called the immunomodulators, correct? However, ipilimumab, just like MABs, is actually a monoclonal antibody that attaches to the CTLA-4. So this is a drug, therefore, that falls into two classes the immunomodulator because it's boosting the immunity, but it is also essentially, it is a monoclonal antibody. So it can be in two classes, all right? But because it's so unique in how it works because nobody else is in the CTLA-4 business, we put it, we will talk about it in this space of uh, immune modulators. So the common side effects you'll find with this are uh, a feeling of being tired, uh, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, itching, uh, rash, weight loss, fever and decreased appetite. And sometimes a patient will complain of difficulty sleeping or staying asleep. But there's some serious side effects associated with this, like intestinal problems like colitis, uh, hepatitis, or they could have severe skin reaction 
or nephritis or pneumonitis among others so this is something to pay attention to with this drug okay now as far as the me metabolism goes it is a monoclonal antibody it is a protein and usually this gets degraded into amino acids and small uh, peptides um, they are not impacted by any impairment in the renal or hepatic um, and Yavoy here has a half-life of 14.7 days. And you'll see some other literature that will talk about a half-life of 15.4 days. And it's dosed every three weeks with the um, patient getting to steady state at the third dose. And that is ipilimumab. So we have gone through the cytokines and we found another protein, CTLA-4. And just remember that that is only found on activated T-cells. And the T-cell is only activated when it saw its antigen and they hooked up and it was like, oh boy, we have a problem. We need to kill somebody. All right. So forward marching, onward we go. We'll look at some other classes next time. All right. I am Dr. Wamboi, and thanks for listening to this episode of The Drug Chat. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and remember to share with your friends. Until next time, stay inquisitive. Bye! Thank you.